Hey everybody, it's me, it's Lenora from It's a New Dawn. Uh, today's a little bit different. Um, and as you can see, everybody, I've been trying out like my lights and glasses, and I don't wear prescription glasses, but I have three different pair of the blue light blocker glasses because I am on the computer, the laptop a lot now and the phone, and I want to protect my eyes. That's actually going to be one of my health and wellness tidbits, probably, about the blue light blockers. Yeah, you can go either way. People say they don't do anything. Some say they do, but that's just true of everything. Anyway, today is the um, health and wellness tidbit portion of my podcast, but I figured I wanted to try something different. I actually put a little, uh, I guess a little ad <laughs> on um, Facebook and uh, specifically about this part of the podcast. And my first guest, Thomas Moon Eagle. Uh, reached out to me, and we're going to find out about his health and wellness tidbit. But um, yeah, I thought maybe I'd try something different and start bringing in other people. So if any of you out there have a health and wellness tidbit that you'd like to share, uh, everybody knows my Google number is um, in the links below. And also my website, uh, my email, you can definitely get in touch with me. Okay, you can even comment on one of the videos. So anyway, I'm going to introduce Thomas, Thomas Moon Eagle. How beautiful is that name? Okay. He is a shamanic practitioner, an artist and author, Reiki master and teacher. He is a Sifu, Sifu? how do you Sifu. say that? Sifu. Sifu, okay, of Southern, and I guess you'll explain to me what that yeah. is. Southern Chinese Tai Chi. His journey started with interest in divination (laughs) you know what and i got stuck on a word (laughs) the other day and i'm like trying to get it out of my mouth and i couldn't thank you then progressed into various forms of meditation this is me guys you guys know uh while still in his teens he began studying and practicing tai chi he studied various esoteric practices and holistic approaches to self-empowerment. Currently is working towards the certification in Qi Kong. Qi Qi say it. Qi Gong. Qi Gong. I always say that wrong too. He has two YouTube channels, one focused on Tai Chi and Qi Gong, and the other focused on spiritual healing. He is the author of the book Drumming Down the Runes. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, Walking the 24 Roads. I'm curious to find out what that's about. And he is the creator of meditation album, Chords of Light. Uh, I'm sorry I messed that up so bad. That's all right. <laughs> but it's nice you're here to correct well, thank me. Thank you. Anyway, That's... So I'm going to try to make the health and wellness tidbit uh, part of the podcast a little bit shorter. But I'm not going to stress out about it either. So I'm just <laughs> going to go with the flow. Right, Thomas? Yeah. Take it away, Thomas. Well, thanks for having me on, Nora. Um, Welcome. So I know we talked a lot privately about, mm-hmm. you know, movement practices and body practices. Um, if you're a uh, practice of yin yoga and restorative yoga, which I like, I've, I've taken a class in that before and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and just what I needed at the time. Um, I've been practicing Tai Chi since 1997. 
<laughs> okay, so twenty. I I know it's yeah. twenty three years. Yeah, my daughter. Yeah. My daughter was born in seven, uh, in that year. So, so um, I took it as a college course uh, my first year in college, and then I continued privately for like six and a half years with my teacher. And at the end of that, he said, "You're Sifu now. Here, teach this class for me." Uh, so, and of course, I I was a terrible teacher when I started. <laughs> Aren't we all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, take I, it, I, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Well, it was just well. I mean, teaching is a totally different skill set than practice. It um, is, but but I don't know. My my teacher always said, "How I was so nervous." Um, I was actually trained in prana yoga, mm-hmm. and um, you know, of course, we had to teach a, a you know a class. And I was so nervous, but his words about approaching the class with love just changed my whole outlook on it. It was like, right. I'm just going to teach with love. And that's how, what I've been doing ever since is just, no matter how nervous, I always get like little butterflies and, you know, uh, but teaching from my heart and from pure love has always saved me. Yeah. I, I think that that's important. I think to, to, to know why, you know, you're doing what you're doing. And for me, it's, it's service. Um, most of my students have are, are seniors or they're, they've been involved in live strong, which is a program that you know, the YMCA puts out for people who are going through uh, cancer treatment or family members of them. And they get like a free three month membership and their programs directed towards, um, you know, health and wellness for people that are going through um, chemo or radiation. And, and it's a wonderful program. And uh, I've been really blessed to be able to connect with that kind of students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that really changes, you know, kind of how you teach uh, when you when you encounter people that it's not just an exercise, it's not just something it's something that is really improving their quality of life and uh for me that there is a martial aspect to tai chi but i've never really focused on that i've always focused on the wellness aspect the meditative aspect um the restorative aspect and you know one of the main things is working with people's balance because you know as we get older if we don't train our balance we tend to lose it Mm-hmm. So it's just like everything else that what you don't use and focus on just sort of diminishes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we, it's really easy to overlook a lot of things like deep breaths, but I don't know about you, but in the past few months, I, I can tell I've tightened up uh, in my chest mm-hmm. and how deep I, how I'm breathing more shallowly than yeah. I would. I mean, and we're in the, we're taping this. I, I'll have it out not real, real long, but in the middle of COVID. Right. So yeah, so it's very stressful. And so, I talk about that all the time, the breath, and I'm very aware of it. So right. not everybody is, but I've been practicing, I don't know, over 16 years. And uh, I always come back and like, I'm very conscious of it. But you look around, right. like I, you said, you can see people are, mm-hmm. are tense and breathing from the top of their chest. And Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. even, you know, tight. And so one of, you know, I always, what I tell my classes all the time are, I was like, come on, slow down, 
deep breaths. If you're not marrying your movements to the breath, you're just doing very slow calisthenics. <laughs> not that there's anything like that. wrong with that, but we're trying to bring our awareness into our bodies because we tend to live a lot of times in the Western world from here up, mm-hmm. from the neck up. And mm-hmm. really our awareness is distributed throughout the body um, and works better when we're completely in the body. And so I say we live from here up, but sometimes we're not even here. Sometimes we're out here, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like a little balloon and, and very disconnected. And um, for me, it's all about bringing intention to movement and uh, marrying, you know, marrying that with the breath, um, mm-hmm. using the breath to deepen your awareness in a movement. And what you'll find is that a lot of times you'll be, you'll realize things you're doing with your body that you didn't know that you were doing. Um, mm-hmm. Things that might be uncomfortable or might be slightly off balance. And because of this you know, slow practice and retraining awareness to be present, you start to realize, oh, that's not the best move for me. <laughs> Or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm overextending here, or I'm tweaking my knee here, or you're doing all sorts of things, or I'm, you know, I'm slumped. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not right. aligned. So I focus a lot on alignment. I focus a lot on being aware and breath, you know, and uh, right now I'm streaming classes through a Facebook group with a, uh, a local Jewish community center. They've been so great to set that up for me so that my students can continue. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, I don't see any of my students when I'm doing that. So I, I'm yeah. teaching to this webcam. <laughs> yeah, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Um, it, it's, it's definitely changed uh, my practice um, because I'm very used to the interaction because a lot of stuff is driven you know, by what the students need. I used to write out very detailed lesson plans. I don't know if you did this when you started teaching. No, no, I never, I always just came to the mat, meditated before I taught and just went with my heart. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to that. I mean, I had to have kind of a structure to start with. Not to say that that's right. I'm right. Not, well, no, know, I'm not, well, yeah, it was just, I got to like, as a matter of fact, people used to say to me, you're much better when you're not looking at, like when I was in teacher training Mm -hmm. and I was like much better when I'm not focused on my notes and it's just, and you know what? It's never like, just like this podcast. I, you know, I mean, I don't know. This lighting doesn't look that great. (laughs) I'm going to look back at it and I'm going to be like, oh no, I got to fix it again or do something different. But, you know, that's how you learn. Yeah. I, you know, so. I, I think, I, you know, starting for me, it was an insecurity, which is why I was writing so many you know, notes. And then um, you get a student come in and they just couldn't do what I had written down. Mm-hmm. And so over, you know, period of a couple of years, I just started having a general kind of idea of what we're working on. And then I'd see, you know, how people are doing and I would just adapt because, Mm -hmm. you know, the pace that you think you're going to get is not going to be the pace for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
depending on what people will ask me or questions or where they're struggling would be how I would direct the class. And so now I don't have that kind of feedback unless they leave comments. And, um, but I've done it. I've, I've been teaching now for about 15 years. So often at first with friends, then with small groups and community centers and wellness centers and, and gyms. And so now I kind of just, I have a sense. I'm like, I'll be in the middle of a move. I'll be, you know, just in front of my, 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 my webcam. I'll be like, relax your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. You're more aware. Right, 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 right. Cause I know yeah. they're tensing it right now. And I, I can, I can tell my, I, a few of my students are probably, can they see me? <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I think of that too. Like when I'm talking through restorative yoga and I won't say a lot, but I'll know exactly when I've been told like you're, it's like you're in my mind. Like I'll say, mm-hmm. notice if you're clenching your jaw. We do it mm-hmm. so much. Yep. Let your <laughs> you let your tongue right. Yeah, let your tongue <laughs> soften. Notice any tension in your face when we're in the pose. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's always at the right because I deal with that. You right. Know, all yeah. The time, and I'll go through that centering and grounding, and I'm sitting up straight, but not rigid. But notice if you're slumping because. The prana can't flow through your body the same if your shoulders are slumped over. And I'll do the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you, just being aware, it's being very conscious. And you get that way by practice, like everything else. Yes. You know, yeah, practice, practice, practice. Practice is important. And I, I've, I've had people come up to me, it's like, hey, would you, are you, are you teaching any more classes this week? Because they want to come to like a class every day. And I'm like, no, I only have these classes. I said, you can practice at home. And, and they're like, no, I don't like doing that. I just want to come to class. Is it, is it Tai Chi? Tai yeah, Chi? Tai Chi. Yeah, well, and, it's and, community. And, uh, it's community it is. and support. A lot of people need that. It is. I, I just, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, but you're going to get your benefit in your home practice, your, you know, daily practice. And so instead of coming, doing an hour a day, I'm like, do 15 minutes a day. Now, is this what you want to talk about as far as what is the main thing you want to talk about as far as this health and wellness, like quote unquote tidbit? Um, What is what what is it you want to tell my audience and listeners, Um, you know, and everything that you do, you do so many great things. (laughs) What is like, yeah, what is the like, if you have to point one of these things? Yeah, I I think having a daily practice. is really key uh, of some sort of mind-body practice. Um, and what could that be? What can that, they that could be yoga, That could be yoga. That could be intentional walking. Um, that could be Tai Chi or Qigong um, or any kind of, you know, really where they're really putting their awareness into their body and they're giving themselves space for things to move. Mm-hmm. And because one of the things that happens, and I know this happens in yoga too, is I'll be practicing a form or Qigong exercise and I'll just feel emotion just start to flow through Mm -hmm. the body. Uh, And it might be grief, it might be fear, it might be anything, Uh, it might be peace, you know, yay when it's peace. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. But, you know, the body, we, we tend to put that separation between the body and the mind, but, you know, our emotions, are visceral they're they're hormonal and that goes throughout the entire 
structure of the body. Mm-hmm. And so by bringing our awareness back into the body uh, and moving with intention, it allows some of that stuff that's just been kind of squenched up in one little organ over here or down here by this joint to start to move and flow and to be experienced and released. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, half the pain is sometimes the repression of what we're feeling and the mm-hmm. resistance to it. Um, and, you know, I understand there's times where we have to like, just, you know, muscle through and get through something and buckle down. But then we also need to give ourselves and our bodies time to feel what they're feeling. Yes. Amen. So that's why I think it's really important um, to have some sort of movement practice. Like, oh, dance is good too. So yeah. <laughs> when you say, um, you said, uh, and I recommend this to all my clients walking, but you said a word in front of that intentional. Yeah. Yes. Now the walking that I would like to see people do sometimes or once in a while is without any distraction at all. Yeah. Like no earbuds, nothing. Just go out and feel your feet to the ground. Listen to the, your feet graveling on the ground, the birds, the trees rustling, notice the trees, notice the leaves falling off the trees. Um, and I have to be honest, I'm in my earbuds because I, that's when I do my listen to the podcast I recorded or I listen to my podcast, but I also have a mindful practice. I also meditate in silence, but I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. Um, but it's a huge part of my life is being mindful, is having a meditation with no other distractions, nothing in my ears. So yes, I think walking can be great, um, but is that what you mean by not having anything in your ears? Are you just meaning- I do, I mean, uh, because I see so many people walking around with their head in their phones. Uh, And Mm -hmm. you know, I I have like a Bluetooth. So a lot of times when I'm walking my dog, I will, I will call a friend and catch up. Right, right. And that's what and, I'm saying with me, but go ahead. But, uh, you know, I also sometimes go out with without a phone. Imagine that, mm-hmm. you know, people go into panic. Oh my God, I left my phone at the house. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, anybody uh, over a certain age, well, yeah, that's how it was for many, many, for our whole lives yeah. until a certain point where cell phones uh, How became, old are you? You look really young. I mean, I'm, I'm 42. Yeah, I mean, you you look very young, but like I said, and you are young, 42 is young, but, um, you know, being, I'll be 56 in a couple weeks, November 1st, but when we had the five children, when they were young, we didn't, there wasn't phones, there wasn't anything, so that bothers me now, and I'm addicted to my phone, I admit it, guys, I am, and I, I hate it, but it's the reality of what I'm doing now. It's everything I do is my phone. So um, I always say to my husband, like, you know, I'm turning my phone off, you know, like I'm turning my phone off tonight. Like I go to bed and my stuff is gone and off, which is a, a good thing. It should be more than that. But we didn't have phones when the kids were little. And if I'm out taking a walk, we waited till we got home and, heard a message on the thing. I mean, I mean, our kids are all living and they're good, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> crazy. It's, it's just the way the world is now and it's the way it's going to be and it's evolving. I know all that, but 
it's crazy how much we rely on the phones. Me yeah. included. It's it's scary. Uh, yeah, I agree. But you know, my phone is now my camera for when I, you know, film Tai Chi videos. I've yeah. got a little stand, take it out on a tripod, go out into the into the park. The podcast. I'm on my phone yeah. now. Yeah, I, I I use my laptop more because I do a lot of editing. So <laughs> that's hard to I don't do, do on a phone. I do a lot of editing, you guys. You know that. <laughs> for a lot of my other I like so, title you know, screens people don't know Tai Chi mm-hmm. I mean Chi is energy but let's let's I want you to yeah. tell everybody what Tai Chi is well Tai Chi is originated as a Taoist martial art so you know and and ancient China they had the Taoist philosophers and they were also uh sages and healers and doctors and you know they but they were also very persecuted because they were not sort of a follow-along bunch and you know this is the time of imperial china imperial reign and you wanted you know servants not masters right Mm -hmm. and with taoism it was all about you know um, the tao means the way or the way of heaven Mm-hmm. And it was really all about understanding the energies of nature and harmonizing with that. Uh, and to do, you know, there, one of the main things in Tai Chi is this idea of Wu Wei, which is effortless action, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's really, I always, I tell people, it takes a lot of effort to get to the place of effortless action. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just it's like count- just like it, just like it takes a lot of practice for somebody to be okay doing restorative yoga. I'm sorry I keep bringing it up, but no, I mean that's so it's so uncomfortable for, for to be flowing and easy and right. calm. You know, it's not normal anymore. No, which is and, why we need it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's really you know, Tai Chi is kind of there's a fusion of kind of Qigong and the martial arts in, in it. And what Qigong is, because I brought it yeah, up several I was times. Say, explain that. Yeah. So, you know, the term Kung Fu is like skill built through hard work. Uh, so Qigong is basically, I, I define it as working with your Qi. So building energy. your Qi. Mm-hmm. Your and your energy. Qi, is, qi is like prana or um, what's another good or, or, or gone, or there's a whole bunch, ode, odic, for, odic forces. There's a whole, there's a lot of different names for it and a lot of different traditions. Um, but it's the inner vitality of the body. It's, you know, what powers us, what, what makes us alive. Um, and the way the Taoists designed their system was that it, it they're really clever because like they would teach people and wanted to be healthier they just wanted to be more successful it would do that for them mm-hmm. certain people they knew would come would come into it and they would want to go further they'd want to you know seek deeper and so but it laid that groundwork uh, but if you never went further than just laying the groundwork you were still you had a healthier better life mm-hmm. so you know some practices are built around like well, we want you to master things, right? We want to we want to build towards mastery. So you don't really get the benefits until you go through the whole whole system. 
There are some right. systems that are built that way. And mm-hmm. that's fine if that if you are at the outset going for mastery for a certain thing. But this is built more to just to be helpful. And then there's a door there if you want to walk through it. Um, I like that. And go deeper. And if you don't, no problem. You don't. You don't, right. you don't walk through it, but you know, you're healthier, you, you know, you more balanced and that's good, you know, so. You're not making it stressful, which is nice. No, I mean, and you know, I offer, you know, when I, t- I always end my classes with like a little seated Qigong meditation at the end. Some people don't like it. Some people get up and leave before then mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And some people love it and want to go deeper. And some people, it's just nice to sit at, at the end of the practice because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I have them on, on their feet the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this talk and yeah. I think our main focus was Tai Chi and mm-hmm. your energy. I want you to, with my regular podcast, I ask the guests to leave us with some parting words, wise words of wisdom, anything that they want to share. I'd like to do that. I guess with a little twist, just leave whatever health and wellness short and little tidbit you want to emphasize. And that is actually what I put on my TikTok to tell everybody about you and that you're on. So, okay. Well, let's do a little quick, very quick breathing uh, exercise. Very quick, slow breathing. I always like that. So if you're staying, you know, if you're sitting, um, Make sure your feet are flat on the floor. And, you know, I'd say about shoulder width apart. You want to get, you know, that nice. And then align your pelvis, your sternum, and your forehead. Those are your three dantians, your three centers where the energy pools in the body. There are other points, but those are some of the main refinement points in um, the traditional Chinese medicine system. And so as you breathe, you want to breathe in through the nose and down into the lower abdomen into, you know, filling up the lungs from the bottom all the way up to the top of the chest. And then slowly release the air from the mouth. And if you're finding that you're speeding through, you can't relax, you can add sound, which in Qigong is ah. So again, inhale. One more time, inhale. And just, you know, a moment or two of that, it can really change the focus of your consciousness. So it can be very simple. I love it. We don't have to make things complicated. No, no, no. Thomas, thank you so, so much for that. That was beautiful. Thank you for having me. And uh, where can people get in? I do have your um, website. Yeah, there are links. If they go to, okay, yeah. So I'll put the website on the show notes. Yeah, and you go, if you go to about me on there, it'll have like at the bottom and I'll have all my links to everything. So like both my YouTube channels, my Patreon, everything you can think of. 
This makes it very easy for me. Thank you so much for doing that. You showed it. The one website has everything. Um, hang out, guys. And all my information will be in the links below. My Google number, if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to come on the show and be on the regular podcast or this little health and wellness tidbit segment, let me know if, what ideas you have. Uh, 609-429-4058. Um, buy the Roar Bars, you guys. I talk about them every single time. Um, that affiliate link is below. Please buy from the affiliate link because it helps me a little bit. helps them. They give 10% of all their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. A little bit about the Roar Bar, if you don't know already. They are protein-packed. They are vegan, but they're, they fit every diet. They are the only packaged good I eat. I am. They do not sponsor me, but I am an ambassador and an affiliate of the company. No artificial sweeteners. They're put together by coconut oil, sweetened with coconut nectar and blackstrap molasses, a little bit of Himalaya salt. And I just love them. You guys go to their website, go on the affiliate link, just check them out. You're going to see what I'm talking about. I'm not, I wouldn't support them if I didn't believe in them 100%. That's it. On that note. Everybody have a wonderful and blessed day, evening, morning, whatever it is in your neck of the woods. Thomas, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me.